You gotta fight for your right to party. Who's doing the cold open? Get Chloe over here. Have Chloe do the cold open. <laughs> he goes, have Chloe do the cold open. <laughs> she's like, nope, she's good. You want no Say balls. something. Just say something. One thing. Just say hi, this league pod. He, they want you to listener of the week one thing like say hi this sleep pot or something no please she's still, she's Chloe, still saying no we're recording we're, we're, we're recording. recording tell All her we're recording she it. better say it it's chris yeah it's chris that smile is so <laughs> tell her to say hi this or oh you're listening i my name's chloe and you're listening to this league fancy football podcast Come on. They, want, they want you to Disney say, Channel. my name's Chloe, and you're listening to this League Fans Football Podcast. <laughs> Please! She just wants to sit and read her book. We'll leave her alone. I usually have a bigger mic, yeah. But... Yeah, big old mic in the face. Big old mic. Chloe, don't you know? <laughs> what? They said, big old mic. Yeah. She's like, she's like yeah. Um, all right, you guys ready to roll? That's probably good enough for a, a cold open. I can work with that. <laughs> Podcast curse and a fraud. All right, let's do it. Yee-haw! Y'all boys ready for this? How do folks let's gather around for the best More? sports talk in town? We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. Yee-haw! Thank you for the soprano back there, Tim. That's what you call the lowest one, right? I'm sure it sounded beautiful. Is it is it baritone and then bass soprano and then alto sax. octave or something? No, I think it goes baritone, alto, then soprano. I feel like there's more than three. This is a football podcast. So. Okay. There might be another one mixed in there. Okay. I don't know. All right. Tenor. If you know, let us know. But welcome in to another episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Chris Mitchum, manager of Team Fairlife. I'm with the usual crew. We have Tim Rader, manager of it's, the Mixed Administration. It's cold outside. I don't like it. It is. Yeah, it's the first day where it's like. Dang, it's cold, and we, we got have... like an inch on the inch of snow on the ground outside right now. It's coming down thick. Oh, like that, like that. And of course, we have, with all due respect, the defending champion in the building again, Aaron Hunt. Let Russ cook back from his mouth surgery. How'd it go, my man? It went well. We're recovering good, and uh, I always love you introducing me in that way. It just warms my heart <laughs> okay. so much on a cold day out when it's snowing. It's right. just great. Okay. And uh, we have a special <laughs> guest, in case you didn't hear it, in the cold open. She'll be in the distance. If Aaron says anything funny, maybe we'll hear a giggle. I don't know. Shout out Chloe in the background. <laughs> and had only a face, I'm sure you can imagine. Okay. Live studio audience. I know. Oh, right. I know. Just give her a hey, Whenever one of us makes a good, a laugh good point, just start, have her start clapping. Just have her start clapping <laughs> when one of us makes a good point. Woo, yeah. Great point. Great Ooh, point. Yeah. There you go. We are virtual this week. So if uh, sound quality sounds a little lower than usual, that is why schedules are packed. But we're here to do a show for you guys. And when I say packed show, I really mean a packed show this week. We got a new segment, Stickin' or Dippin'. We're going to revisit our championship predictions from the beginning of the season. And of course, we have another round of the This League Trade Ring. 
the Week 10 Review Power Rankings, the This League Guarantee, and a Week 11 Preview. Gentlemen, drinks of the week. Tim, I'm going to start with you. What are we sipping on? Oh, we're hydrating. We got a big day tomorrow. Big work day, so all H2O. An empty water bottle? <laughs> I just finished it you off. Ain't cla- you, ain't, you, ain't, you ain't sneaking. We see that. <laughs> Jeez. All right, Aaron, what are you drinking? I'm copying Tim on this one. I've also got my H2O. Remember when we used to be fun? What is that? Yeah, I've always what? got Russian vodka nearby. Tim showing a little shooter of Russian vodka. We like that. Is that that's a hapker? It is in Russian, so. Oh. <laughs> it says Vladimir Putin. No, we don't like him. We don't like him. Uh, Miller Lite is what we're sipping on today. Going yes. back to the respect. Classic. Lights nice. right. Miller Lite. Quick week 10 reaction. Tim, it was a bye week for your Benjis. So how'd you spend your Sunday? Not watching football. Imagine Went shopping. The went to the grocery store. Did some cleaning around the house. Bengals weren't on. I didn't feel the need to watch. Like I was already mentioned last week, we penciled it in for a loss to Steven. So I was just trying to enjoy a nice little Sunday, you know, a nice little true bye week. That's fair. Aaron, what about them Colts, baby? I'm just... Colt, go Colts. I'm just saying. The Jeff Saturday effect looked pretty good, didn't it? It did. I liked it. I was a fan. I was too. And JT looking normal. Gotta love that, Tim. I know. Yes. Thank you. Tim does love that. All right, boys. No drop for this one. We're just going to get straight into it. Sticking or dipping. You heard the intro earlier. We are bringing up Ghosts of Our Past, a.k.a. our former championship prediction. And it's an easy answer. We're going to name it. Are we sticking with them? Are we riding with them till the end? Is it still our champion prediction? Or are we dipping? Tim, I'm going to start with you. Your championship pick was Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth. His championship, are you sticking with him, or are you you jumping ship, are you dipping? Man, it's tough being put on the spot, being the first one to decide to stick or dip. Anthony's squad's good. We know that. You know He's uh, a top of the Chipotle division, has been pretty much running the tables this year. I'm still scared of his running backs. Yeesh. It's, it's, you know, we, the snow's coming. We see it. Mm. I just, I don't know. I, the, uh, I mean, I'm dipping. I'm oh, dipping. You're dipping. Oh, no. I'm sorry, the Anthony. RB2 situation, just, you know, Cordero Patterson trotting out there or, or Zeke, who, who knows if he's going to, I don't know if he's playing or what's going on there. I don't know. I'm just, the, the vibes aren't as strong as they were to begin the season. Right. You're wondering how long the Jamal Williams magic can last, right? Like, he's really been leaning on him. You got to think Swift's only going to get healthier. Yeah, we'll see. But you are dipping from Anthony. I'm dipping. Absolutely tragic. Real quick, do you have somebody you're now sticking with off the top of your head? Well, you, I didn't prepare for a, a, a dip and Okay, while you dive, think about dip, it, we'll jump over duck, to Aaron. Dive and dodge. <laughs> dodge, dive, <laughs> dip, duck, and we'll head to Aaron. All right, Aaron, do you remember who your championship prediction was? I do. I picked myself to win okay, it all and repeat. Okay. All right, yeah. how are we feeling? you sticking with that or are you dipping from your own ship? Well, you know... In recent days, it got a little harder because Dallas Goddard goes on IR, which was a pretty, mm. 
consistent stalwart in my tight end spot for the rest of the year. So that's now a bit in flux. But you know what? I think I'm going to stick with it. I think the trades that I made, the moves that I've done, I think it puts me, barring injury, in a in a position to really have a floor that I'm never going to bust. I think all year I have been 125 points or more every single week. Okay. And so I think I may not sometimes have those super high ceiling games and maybe a Steven or an Anthony could catch me on an odd week like that. But I think I just am one of the more consistent teams in the league. And I think when you're talking about a championship, that's what you need. All right, you are sticking with your guns, backing yourself for a repeat. My champion prediction was was Mr. Heartbreak, Mr. Misery over there, Tim Raider, and the Mixon administration. I thought his starting lineup, when healthy, when firing, was the best in the league. Obviously, he has not had a chance to have a fully starting firing squad at any point nope. this week. But guess what? I think he's going to limp into the playoffs. But his team is going to be healthier and firing than it ever has been. I'm sticking with Tim as my championship prediction. Because, again, I I said it earlier, and I'm sticking with it. Fully healthy, ready to rock. Tim's roster is the best in the league. I mean, four RB1s. Nobody else in the league can say that. Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon. Nobody else can say that. And then you have DeAndre Hopkins, who's just blowing up every week. And you eventually get Jamar Chase back. That's a lot of, and maybe even a Darren Waller. That's that's a, that's a lot of positive going forward. Like I said, you getting in the playoffs might not even be to your own credit. You might just fall in there because nobody else can take the mantle and mm. <laughs> go forward. And I think if that happens, I mean, not to sound cliche, but he's the it's the team you don't want to play. You know, you don't get the buy and your first round pick and your first round and your first round matchup is Tim. Like I don't I don't want that. And I think he's going to ride that momentum. I'm sticking with Tim. So we got to stick. We got to stick with Aaron. Tim, I gave you a few minutes. Do you have just somebody that you're that you're now jumping ship to? Yeah, in an effort to not be the same, I, I'm I'm between Steven and Aaron, and I, I can't do it. I, I got to go with Aaron at this point oh. in the game. Saquon Barkley coming in, fresh, yeah, strong, good. sniper reinforcement. The running backs are top tier. I I think if I'm if I'm repicking right now if I'm dipping away from Anthony I'm going to going to Aaron. All right. Well, there you have it. One for Tim, two for Aaron. This podcast can't stop sucking its own dick. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> so that was your sticking and dipping segment. Before we get to the week ten review, we have a trade ring to do, ladies and gentlemen. Let's jump into it. The This League Trade Ring. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are not familiar with the rules, welcome into the This League Trade Ring. Two teams enter, one team exits victorious once these three beautiful-looking judges give their verdicts. Of course, we don't just take into account the player and the picks, but we take into account team agendas and team goals. Gentlemen, are you ready for some fight night action? Let's do it. Let's get into it. Your first matchup of the day. It is between fellow podcast hosts and defending champion Aaron and let Russ cook and stretch. He's been active, Super Camario, and yet another trade. The details are as follows. Aaron receives 
Tyler Lockett, wide receiver from the Seattle Seahawks, and a 2024 second-round pick, while Stretch receives Zach Ertz. Did we do this one last week? You guys definitely did this last we week. We totally yeah. did this last week. Okay. We have, but, we have hindsight. But so you didn't get my take on the trade, which might be interesting. Okay, we'll give you 10 seconds because the trade's almost irrelevant now, but go ahead. Yeah, well, okay, he did get hurt for sure, but I really did that trade mostly because, one, I wanted to get some sort of value out of Zach Ertz with his age and the fact that he was just sitting on my bench all the time. And then the other thing being, if one of my guys goes down in my starting lineup, I want a guy I can plug in and be confident can get me 10 points. I feel like Lockett's that guy. That's fair. And he is. I agree with that. Okay. And then I think we both said Stretch wins that trade, right, Tim? Just because he solved an issue. No longer. I would say we'll we'll get into that later. I agree he did win that trade, too, at the time. (laughs) All right. Well, we actually do have another matchup. Let's let's re-get the crowd into it. Get the crowd back into it. Let's do this. We have a matchup of two teams on the very opposite sides of the spectrum. We have Zach and Team Brees Lightning going up against Anthony and Team Uninspired Youth. Zach, obviously in rebuilding mode. What does he get? He gets Brian Robinson running back from the Washington Commanders. And he gets 2023 third-round pick. A Excuse me. And that is three 2023 third-round picks. Holy cow. I did not realize there was three of them, all in 2023. There you go. Brian Robinson, three, 2023, third-round picks. While Anthony receives wide receiver from the Los Angeles Chargers, Keenan Allen, and running back for your New York Jets, James Robinson. Gentlemen, are you ready to decide this victor? Easy. All right, let's do it. We'll go on three. The winner of this matchup is three, two, one. Zach. Anthony. Anthony. Zach. Ooh, that is a not a unanimous, but Anthony is going to walk out of the ring victorious. And it might have been a bloody battle. Like I said, not not unanimous. Um, Tim, I'll throw it over to you to defend Zach's honor. Why do you think he gets it here? I don't. I don't get it for Anthony. Um, he has a a very obvious strength on his roster, right? And that's wide receiver. Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, you know, Amari Cooper on the road's not been great, but Amari Cooper overall has been very solid. You know, we talked last week about Tyler Boyd. Curtis Samuel's consistent. He's got wide receiver and wide receiver depth. What he doesn't have, what we always harp on him, is his running back depth. He trades away 23-year-old running back who is getting a lot of carries. You know, cold weather season is coming upon us. He's only going to get more and more work in an offense that seems to really like him. Um, this past week, he got, I want to say, like 20, yeah, 26 carries against the Eagles defense. I mean, Washington wants to lean on him. They want to use him. Yes, they still have Gibson and everything, so maybe he's this year – Obviously, if we're looking at this year, Keenan Allen greater than Brian Robinson. Also, Keenan Allen might not play the rest of this year. Who knows what's going on with him, his hamstring? It's risky so, at this point. Yeah, it's it's very risky. It's a move I didn't necessarily think he needed to make. You know, that's how I'm kind of I've, I've kind of been judging these trades recently with all the playoff contenders. By does this move the needle for their playoff race for me? And it, it, for Anthony, it really doesn't. I mean. Can, if Keenan Allen comes back and 
puts up 22 plus every week in week out. Sure. But like he's still, I'm just checking it now. He's still limited at practice. So he's unlikely to play this week. And it's just, it's been bad news on that hamstring all year long. So the risk doesn't outweighs the reward for me. And especially in dynasty talking about giving up a, a potential, you know, lead running back for his team and Brian Robinson, not to mention, you know, three third round picks isn't nothing, especially one of them's Clayton and one of them's yours, Chris. So that could be two losers bracket teams. So high end third round picks, James Robinson for me, that, that, that just adds to the murkiness of the running back. Sure. I think he would have been better off packaging Brian Robinson in a second and going after somebody who's going to be a step up at the running back position. But all being said, you know, Keenan Allen comes out and shows out during the fantasy playoffs. I'll eat my words. Yeah, cu- couple points there. Anthony's current wide receiver depth behind Keenan Allen, Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, and the roster every week. But then you have to try, try to maneuver the murkiness of Tyler Boyd, Amari Cooper, Curtis Samuel, Jerry Judy, Donovan Peoples-Jones. All of them on an average team, like if we were playing redraft, like, I like that. You know, it's not terrible, but, like, it's fine. But none of them are like, yep, he's in my lineup every week, you know. Uh, Keenan Allen is, and I guess that's why, you know, you can give some credit to Anthony there. But, like, you know, the Tyler Boyd, Curtis Samuel, Mari Cooper, Jerry Judy, it's like, ah, I don't know, you know. So he does kind of add to that murkiness, and I totally get it. Um, Aaron, I'll throw it over to you, man, to kind of defend Anthony's side. We'll probably agree, but I kind of want to hear it for my own ears. What What are you thinking here? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Tim does bring up a good counterpoint that some of those third-round picks could be earlier in, you know, potentially the order of when he drafts. Um, but I'm just not a believer in third-round picks, really, in general. Uh, I feel like most of the time they are kind of dart throws. And to get a guy like Keenan Allen, who I think they are taking their time to make sure he gets healthy and hopefully he comes back at full strength, um, I know hammies are difficult to come back from for sure. Having a hamstring injury myself, it was very difficult to do so. But oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So I I definitely understand um what he's dealing with and what he has to come back from. But if you let that heal fully and take the time needed, you can come back and, and be a, a pretty good um version of who you were what's what's scary though is like he he played what a half against seattle in week seven hit the bye my counterpoint and then he's out week nine out week 10 maybe plays week 11 it's like that sounds like a re-aggravation to me that he didn't really get time to fully heal like you're saying he heard it week one came back the week before the bye and played and then they go into the bye and he comes out not practicing, like seen only with trainers. Like it's I don't think he was given the time to heal. And now you're in a race against the the fantasy season. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, th- the thing uh, that I'll finish up with on that point is I think if Keenan does not come back healthy for week one of the playoffs and he's not normal Keenan, then Zach wins the trade. Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because Anthony needs to win now. Right. Right. It, but if Keenan is himself going into the playoffs, that is such a big thing for Anthony. Yeah, I agree. Last thing on this real quick, as we're taking a lot more time on this than I thought, but last thing real quick, Brian Robinson, what's your guys' overall view of him? Because full transparency, 
he was really in a lot of discussions. I was talking with Anthony about Ramondre, and he was really kind of like a stalwart in that conversation, somebody that I wanted. I'm going back and forth on him. One week, I'll be like, dude, he's the future for the Redskins. Oh, my God. The Commanders, the football team, team, whatever. One week, and the next week, I'm like, he got like 12% of the snaps, and he looked really bad. Like, are you guys sold on him as like the future in Washington, or are you guys just like, Maybe this season he'll be fine, and then maybe like RB two for his career. I I personally I think he's their their future at running back for the next three years. They had baby CMC, you know my my one and Rest only Antonio Gibson, who is has been a fine beyond fine NFL running back. Right, he had a couple of fumbling issues, you know that he, you would like to take back on, but. Always averaged well over four yards a carry, was you know a stud through the air. Antonio Gibson was a guy that you could lean on and really have be this be the star in your offense. They bring Robinson in, and like I said, 26 carries this past week. Like Gibson's Gibson's just in there to to break Robinson. It's not the other way around. Yeah, I mean, I he, Robinson hasn't looked that much better than Gibson to me. Like I've just he hasn't really done anything. I mean, yeah, he got shot, which is cool. But like, <laughs> he hasn't Dang. really he hasn't really done anything much for me. Three point two a carry he doesn't look you know, special. It's not great. You'd like to see more, but he doesn't look special. All right, anything else to add to that, gentlemen? Before we move on, nope. All right. Well, that was your trade ring once again. Congrats to Anthony. He leaves this one victorious. Enjoy, Keenan Allen. Week 10 has come, and it has gone. And ladies and gentlemen, we got some raised eyebrows result in this week that I'm excited to get into. And we are going to start with one of those raised eyebrow matchup results. We will have first Clayton and the Red Rocket coming into this one at 1-8, and eight, taking on Hayden and Country Road. Take Mahomes at 3-6. and six. Hayden needed this one. He really did, guys, and, well, the unthinkable happened. Sheesh. Clayton not only went over 100 points, but he won. What? Let's go, Clayton. He actually won this game. The score was Clayton 114 to Hayden's 106, and... Guys, he did it on the back of some pretty unconventional names. Uh, my name is Jeff. My name Jeff. Jeff Wilson, 22 points. Ryan Tannehill with 23 points. Been uh, injured recently, so it was good to see him come back and be productive. Nico Collins, Zay Jones, Drake London, all with 15 points. You'll take that. Nico Collins Especially, kind of a dog, man. Yeah. He's kind of yeah, a dog. Like his first week out. back and he shows out. Right. Exactly, and I think he's just going to be more of a target hog, especially with some of the things that are happening with Brandon Cooks and just his uh, disappointment with the organization. Drake London hadn't been scoring well at all either, so it was just good to see there. Um, He had balanced scoring across the board, just pretty solid for Clayton's standards at least. Um, For Hayden, Pat Mahomes doing his thing, puts up almost 40, and then it just kind of – from there i mean minimal production everywhere else uh 
most notably Jalen Waddle had a pretty low performance. Um, and you hate to see that because he's been what the wide receiver six or something crazy this year. Um, yeah, he's wide receiver six in PPR and to come out and only score 10 points, you expect more from him. Uh, he played the wrong tight end. It's Cole Komet just went off on his bench and Sheesh. that kind of brings me into the last point I have for Hayden was that man, his bench, if he had just played them would have easily won had like all of the top scores in that category. Yeah, so. the, the weekly report was funny. Where it was like every single like tight end bench warmer of the week, Hayden, wide receiver, bench warmer of the week, Hayden, defense quarterback. <laughs> right. Yep. So it was just really disappointing on a lot of levels for Hayden. Um and it makes next week really a I think we might get into it later, but a winner go home type situation. Ooh, um, don't speak those words into existence unless you mean it. I, I, I'm meaning it, man. It's crucial for him to try and pick up a win. Uh, getting into the playoffs with eight losses, and I think it's going to be a uh, tall order. So he needs it. But, yeah, that's pretty much it here. Uh, just really disappointed for Aiden, and I hate it for him, really, because he's got a team that should have performed, and it didn't. Yeah, kind of unlucky. But, hey, Clayton gets off of his six-game losing streak. Let's go. The longest losing streak result still stands with Hayden from last year. I think he got up to nine. So, uh, yeah, congrats to Clayton, man. Off the schneid, moving on, two and eight. Does that affect the power rankings? We shall see. Let's move on to our next matchup where we had Stretch and Super Camario at eight and one taking on Don Perignon at three and six and team Don. And ladies and gentlemen, this one went exactly as you expected. Stretch just cleaned house, dispatched of Don, all good. Move on down the road. Holla at your mother, nine and one. Except that is not what happened at all. As Don pulls off the upset, 96 to 81. Hey, what happened? I don't know, bro. I don't know, bro. And I mean, for Don, congrats to him. He didn't even need much to win in the first place. I mean, the whole start Tony Pollard over everyone when Zeke is out experience is alive and well. Another strong performance, putting up 21 this week, 33 the week before the bye when Zeke was out. So Pollard, whenever Zeke is out, smash play. There's not a lot of people you want to start over him. And ladies and gentlemen, we have an Aaron Rodgers sighting. 24 points, his highest on the season. You guys could claim that as maybe unlucky for stretch, but Don stuck with his guns, played Aaron Rodgers. He delivered for him. Tyler Higby. Now, it would be interesting to see whenever he got his eight catches, eight targets. Was that before or after Cooper Cup went out? I'm not sure. We'll obviously get into Cup later, but that could have had an exact kind of yin and yang reaction on this matchup. Um... But other, and you know we're not going to let Don off the hook here. Another week of questionable decisions. I mean, of course you're going to start Jahan Dotson over Chris Godwin, right? That Everybody does that. Or, I mean, you know. His own teammate. Jahan Dotson's good, but, like, obviously he's better than Terry McLaurin, right? <laughs> it's like, what are we what are we doing, Don? I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, but, again, he won. A win is a win. So you can't get too upset over that. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into stretch. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, the podcast curse 
is alive and well. We kind of slept. We kind of swept it under the rug there for a little bit. If you didn't notice, yeah. nobody's brought it up in a while. Haven't had really any guests in a while. We yeah, we haven't really been doing like last year. I think we we had a guest most weeks, but not this year. I mean, Zach came on week one, and he took a L to your boy. So the podcast curse alive and well. But honestly, in all reality, um, what a week for Kyle Stretch. Cooper Cup to IR. Not expected to return for a while. And even if he does, lost season for the Rams. Chance they just shut him down. I don't know. Not only that, his brand new toy to solve his glaring hole at tight end. Zachary, see you, see you later. Say hi to your mother for me. He's out for an extended period of time. <sighs> okay. Oh. Oops. <laughs> Actually, just because it's kind of stretch, you know I had to sneak that in there. Um, obviously, those did not help him put up his very, very meek 81 point total. But even for stretch, he had some questionable lineup decisions, in my opinion. I personally would have started James Conner over Montgomery. You're playing the Lions. I get it for Monty. But, like, Justin Fields is your running back there. And, like, James Conner against the Rams, that is not a scary matchup. And he's, like, the dude there. I We knew that last week. So I would have played James Conner over David Montgomery, and that would have got the dub. That's enough talking about that. But um, So I don't think Stretch can blame all of this on injuries. You had disappointing performances from Taysom Hill, point one. Oh, and that was the other thing. Why are you, why are you benching Zach Ertz? What, why, you literally just traded for him, and you didn't play him. And, I mean, he didn't do much better, but he did better than point one from Taysom Hill. So it's like, I, I don't know, Stretch. You can't totally blame this all on injuries, but also, I guess you kind of can. But 81 points, you deserve to lose. Don gets the win, moves to 4-7, and seven, while Stretch falls to 8-2. and two. He might be smelling one Steven on his booty for a first-round buy. Any thoughts on that one, gentlemen, before we move on? I was pretty confused just in general by some of this whole Stretch's lineups. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> just some of the lineup decisions he made late because I saw earlier in the week where he had Zach Ertz in there. I think he did have James Conner in yeah, at one Cortland point. Yeah, Cortland Sutton in there too. Yeah, and then he just kind of, I don't know, maybe he thought about it or overthought it too much. And yeah, I uh, I mean, his team just didn't perform in, gen- in general, but um the, the fact he only got 81 points, that's really concerning. And uh, he doesn't have Cooper Cup going forward. So Yeah. Uh, huge man. loss. We'll probably get into that more later, but that's a huge loss. Tim, are you still saying the the word? The Very fraudulent performance. And you can't even blame it all on injury. Cooper Cup got hurt. The end, It was towards the end of the game. It was in the fourth quarter. It was. So he was okay already having a stinker of a week so very very fraudulent all right well there you have it not a very i I won't even say not a good week a very bad week for stretch and super camario let's move on to our next matchup where you had your boy team Fairlife coming to this one with a whopping four and five record take it on zach and team brace lightning at two and seven well, first off, all I got to say is Justin Fields, please stop. 
can you just save some points for everybody else? He's okay? fun. Like, <laughs> as the kids said at the water fountains and growing up, save some for the fishies, you know? Uh, 42 points is just, I mean, he is dominating just every single week. He's just going off 147 yards on the ground again this week. I think he had how many, what, 170 yards on the ground? Yeah last week so he's just an absolute dog out there and largely the reason chris was able to to barely pull this one out um gabe davis going into the week it was like a really down matchup against the vikings but came through in a big way george pickens looks good and uh tj hawkinson is a very consistent tight end he's looking good yeah in minnesota a lot better situation for him it's like he's actually trying now (laughs) yeah DJ Moore still doing DJ Moore things. You hate to see that. And Naeem Hines, I don't really know what's going on there. But, um, yeah, I mean, not an absolute awful performance from Chris, but, you know, 42 points from Justin Fields. If you lose despite that, like, that, that'd be really a letdown. But for Zach, I think the story is just he has a tough time putting up point totals in general. Um Paris Campbell, Rondale Moore, the Rondale Moore, combined for almost Moore. forty. Randy Moore <laughs> combined for almost forty points, which you like seeing that, and that's really good. Deontay Foreman with nineteen, Jared Goff with sixteen, Brian Robinson had fourteen point six, and then Zach said, "See you later, guy. You're off my team." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think what really hurt Zach here is. Uh, Mark Andrews. I think if he had Mark Andrews in the lineup, he probably gets the win. But Cade Naughton with only six points, that really was a downer for him. So, you know, Zach stayed in it to his credit, gave Chris a run for his money, but eventually Chris pulled it out. With the Clayton upset over Hayden, that hurts Hayden. I mean, we all know me. I I don't really care if I make playoffs or not. It's it's whatever. If I make it cool, if not, whatever. Uh, but Hayden's like kind of pushing, <laughs> I think, and that win kind of hurt him there. So, anything to add there, Tim? Before we move on, nope. All right. Well, let's keep the train moving. I move to a nice, easy five and five, while Zach moves to two and eight, nestling comfortably at the bottom of the Cadoba Division. Our next matchup is a shame that it isn't the game of the week, but understandably so. We had Tim in the mix administration, mix and administration coming to this one at five and four, taking on Steven and Mount Passmore at six and three. And it is shameful this wasn't the game of the week because it came down to Monday night football. Twenty-four points separated the two teams, with Tim having Jalen Hurts. You like your chances there. Except on the other side of the ball was AJ Brown with Steven. And uh, A.J. Brown scored a whopping 1.7 points. Yeah. So, surely, surely Jalen Hurts, all he had to do would put up 25, or excuse me, 27.4 points. Quick mass. In order to win, he puts up 25.8. Oh, my goodness. Which means... That Steven comes out on this one, comes out on top on this one, 133.62 to 133.32.30. As soon as we start dropping decimals, you know it was close. That is a 1.32 point differential. 
that is Heartbreak Hotel. Hotel <laughs> for Tim. You were currently looking dead in your Zoom screen. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's any life in there. Um, let's just get a quick wellness check on Tim here, though. Let us not forget he lost last week by six points and was the second highest score on the week. And now he has to go through this. In the next three games, you get stretch, maybe not looking so bad. Your boy and Anthony. And again, 132 points should win you most weeks. Now, Tim didn't have any of his Benjis. No Joe Mixon, no Jamar Chase. We had a Jonathan Taylor sighting, which is exciting. Number one running back on the week where he belongs, and he looked healthy. He looked good. You love to see that if you're Tim. Obviously, Matt Ryan coming back doesn't hurt that as well. Um, you also have Hopkins, who's casually putting up 19, 33, 13, and 19 since his return. He's balling. He's been a top 12 wide receiver three out of his four weeks. Um, DeAndre Swift, disappointed again. Mm-hmm. Hoping he can come back. But I think the biggest disappointment on the week, though, you're tied in. Greg D, the Dulcich, the Dulcinator. I love him. Love his moxie. But two points from Dulcich, man? Oh, that's got to hurt, especially after he put up double-digit points literally in every other game of his career. So that is just the unhealthy bird snipping at Tim once again. As for Steven, it was a big, big win since Stretch lost. He's heading for that number one seed in Cadoba. And don't look now, Steven is on a six-game winning streak, ladies and gentlemen. Remember when he was one and three? That was that was fun. That was a good time. No, no panic. No yeah, panic. No, no panic. Um, and honestly, for Steven, I mean, pretty ho-hum performance. You know, you're expecting to put up this total every week. No major players on by. And A.J. Brown and George Kittle were really the only two disappointments of the week, which you expect to have a couple of those every week. So not really a lot to say about Steven's side. Um, Christian Kirk, though, with 31 points, he's back. Let's play a game. What is the wide receiver rank of Christian Kirk in PPR? Aaron, we'll go to you. After the 31-point performance, mm-hmm. and he did pretty well in the beginning of the season, I'm going to go wide receiver 16. Tim? I was going to guess 18. He's had some blow-up weeks and a couple wow. of disappearing. So I was also shocked to see that Christian Kirk is currently wide receiver 7 on the year. What? what? 7 on the year. Stop. That's the no most shocking way. version of this game we've ever played on guess the ranking right I, I don't believe you i'm gonna go no go way. look at it um so he's going to enjoy playing with christian whatever Kirk going into oh the future yeah but they're really bro. the only cause for concern for steven though leonard fournette he got banged up he got out so don't really look at that too hard but rashad white looked good man beat reporters coming out saying rashad white's gonna have an even more increased role I'm a little nervous on Lenny. And then his quarterback position. Mal Passmore struggling with the quarterback position. Justin Herbert's not bringing it. Matt Stafford's not bringing it. Again, he's going to have to probably rely on the sexual predator when he gets back. So, says a lot about your team, Steven. We're going to have to have him release a statement. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You're just going to bring this guy back, dude? Gonna, you're going to let him play in this league? You're just going to bring him. That's right. That's right, man. But anyway. Another heartbreak for Tim is your main headline here as he falls to five and five and Steven rises to seven and three. Tim, this is a safe space. You know, he wrapped it up pretty well. I don't have too much to add. Um, I'm going to give my eyeballs of the week out. The official eyeballs of the week. And I think this might be one of the first times I've ever picked somebody on my own team, but Isaiah Pacheco. 
Mm-hmm. I like 16 it. 16 carries. You know, Jacksonville, the, the Chiefs are in a plus game script all, you know, the whole game. But 16 carries, Clyde Edwards-Alaire had zero. Yeah, he's dead. And it looks <laughs> like Pacheco might be the uh, the ground and pound running back. Again, we're, we're harping on the cold weather. The weather is turning. If they lean on Pacheco, maybe maybe he turns into something that can play. Who Who knows? But he gets my eyeball emoji of the week. If he can add two or three catches, man, touchdown on the ground. It looks like he's the between the tackles guy. He looks good. Yeah. If DeAndre Swift keeps pooping his pants, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. Nice. All right. Aaron, anything to add on that before we get to the game of the week? I think one little note I'll add is uh, as much as this hurts, Tim, and there's a lot of heartbreak, you put up 132 points and you didn't have Jamar Chase in your lineup. I think that's got to give you a. Or Joe Mixon, yeah. Like he, like Chris said, with the Bengals missing, I think you get those guys in there, you'll be just fine. All right. Well, Stephen, congratulations. Moves to 7-3, and three, going for that number one seed in the Cadoba division. We have one game remaining, and ladies and gentlemen, you know what that means. Welcome to Mo. I mean, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Where guac is extra? Is that okay with you? Oh yeah. <laughs> bowl, Slap rice, it on there. Rice, black beans, pinto beans. What kind of meat would you like? Mm, we have Anthony coming in seven and two, running the tables. Aaron hot on his heels though at six and three. Ooh, ooh. Looking, just just you know, hoping to kind of overtake. We're fighting for the bye week of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Cordero. Patterson, Anthony's love got his week started off hot with three points. We love it, boom. At Carolina on Thursday night football. Uh, luckily for Anthony, Justin Jefferson exploded with a 35 point performance. He's and Lamb, good at football. CeeDee Lamb followed up with a 38 point performance. He's fine. The at wide football. receivers blow up. Kelsey continues to be the difference maker. Tight end one, mm. 20 points. I would venture a guess that tight end two is at least 100 points less than Kelsey on the year. I mean, it's it's unreal how different he is. Different. Duty goes down, ankle injury. Gooses Anthony. Ah. And, 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 you know, CMC gets a solid 18. Looking like he might be in a timeshare to keep him healthy, which is good for his NFL career. Maybe not good for his ceiling in fantasy. Aaron, other side of things. We got 28 points from Devontae Adams. I need a hero. All the, all the complaining about the, the teammates don't want to play football and the Raiders suck, and I bet he misses Aaron Rodgers. But you'll take that. 15 from Tyreek. 22 from Amon Ra. 23 from the shiny new toy in Saquon Barkley. Oh, That's- my God. Points, points, points across the board. Aaron goes into Monday night down 11 points. He's got Goddard in the Eagles defense. Anthony sitting on the couch, put up a solid 150 points, hoping to hang on with a miracle. And Goddard gets 8.3. Fumbles the ball. Points there. Aaron needing just a little under three points to pull out the win. And the Eagles defense holds on, scores seven. Aaron wins 154 to 150. 
Uh, the Eagles D got ran on and passed on and everything, but just the turnovers and sacks get the job done. The Chipotle division is tied at the top. Oh. Both teams seven and three, Aaron, with the tiebreaker. Yeah, I mean, I'll let Aaron take this one. This was this one lived up to the billing, man. I don't know what's up with like the second highest scorer playing the highest scorer every week, but uh, this is the second straight week it's happened. God, you're if you're Anthony, you're pissed. 150 points wins 90 percent of the time. How's Saquon, Aaron? Oh, I love him. 35 <sighs> carries, so man. It's just crazy Dog. how much volume they give him. Just looks so good doing it too. And this week he gets the Lions coming up. Oh my I mean, God. <laughs> that's that's juicy. Uh yeah, man. I was honestly texting Anthony uh throughout most of the day, just as like some of the scores were coming in for various guys, and it was back and forth, man. And we were just both tilting like crazy throughout the day. Like, you know, especially during the Sunday night game, just when Christian McCaffrey was in the red zone, I think four or five times and they just couldn't punch it in. I just was getting pretty lucky there, but yeah, man, I think pound for pound right now, Anthony and I are arguably some of the top teams in the league, in my opinion. And it was just exactly what you want in that type of matchup. Um, Could have went either way. And I just kind of got the lucky dice roll with uh, getting just enough with Dallas Cotter getting that six yard touchdown. I think Judy or Judy Anthony's going to point to the Jerry Judy injury goose egg. God, I think he pulls it out. If that does not happen, that is unlucky. And that is your week 10 review. Big storylines. Hayden losing, I think is the biggest when it comes to the playoff standings. Um, If you want to check those out, we got some power rankings to do. Let's do this thing. Broncos country. Let's ride. You know, we basically glossed over the power rankings last week. So it was boring. And Stretch gave stretch his talk about it. His dumbass opinion. Because <laughs> we all knew how it was going to turn out, right? We, we figured it out. We knew the answers to the test. Wrong. This week, we have a lot, a lot to talk about in the power rankings. Oh, let's get it on. For those playoffs. First off, drum roll, please. <laughs> 10th seed is Breeze Lightning. Oh! It is not the Red Rocket. Let's go. Clayton in the dub climbs out of 10th place for the first time this year. And deservedly so. His guys fought hard, got him the dub, and he is no longer number 10. Good, good for Clayton. Good for you, yeah. dude. It's a feel good moment for Clayton. Absolutely claps all around everybody driving you know honk your horn for him giving that's a, right you're rolling down the eye just just a great honk if you love Clayton. it's a great time great time to be alive <laughs> number nine up one spot clayton in the red rocket let's go let's go baby first ninth yep. next first oh yeah <laughs> yeah you got to start at the bottom that's right see where you can go number eight off he won right Don, Don yes. Yeah, he beat the fraudster. (laughs) Off a dub, Don stays at number eight in the power rankings. No love for the win. It was a dirty, messy, gross game. So maybe deservedly so, but he's got four wins. 
Don Don is damn near in his own tier. Like we know Clayton and Zach are bad, and then like yep. Hayden and me, it's like you don't really want to play us, but like you should win. Don is like he could Wild be good, card. he could be bad, he might bench Chris Godwin for John Dotson. I don't know. So yeah. who knows what you're gonna get with Don? Who knows is right. Number seven down a spot. He fought his way, climbed into the top six, falls down. Country roads take Mahomes, Hayden. Three wins on the season. Got to drop you back down out of the top six. Uh, kind of fighting and jockeying for playoff position again. You know, we'll get into kind of the matchups and the look forward on his team, but falling down in the power rankings to number seven. Number six up a spot from last week is your boy, Chris, team Fairlife. Five and five on the year, riding Justin Fields. He's no stallion, I mean, is but Josh he's... Allen gonna hit the trade market, maybe because Justin Fields looks yeah. like a dog. <laughs> like he looks like he is him. Number five, staying the same, steady Eddie, myself, the mixing administration. Okay, just trying to hang in there. You know, I'd, I'd love to make the playoffs. That'd be great. Um, so just kind of hanging in there towards the bottom of that ranking, but we'll see what we can do. Number four. Oh, how the mighty fall stretching Super Camario down from one to four. He had been riding number one for three three weeks in a row prior to this. He puts up a fraud performance with 81 points, and we just <laughs> drop his straight down just to number dropped four. Like, drop him. Like, drop him. The like rock people's elbow dropped his ass. Yeah. Get out of here, dude. You're not number one. Number three. Down a spot, even though he lost. Number two scorer on the week, Anthony. Team uninspired youth. Inspiring performance. Did not get the results they needed. That means jumping two spots. Hello. Leapfrogging both the number one and number two from last week is your new number two, Aaron and Let Russ Cook. All right. Finding the hot hand. Good dub against the division rival. That means number one, we have a new team right. atop All the power right. rankings. Steven at Mount Passmore on a six game win streak Whew. finally climbs the mountain up two from last week, leapfrogging all those guys falling. Steven, the new number one team in the power rankings with four weeks to go before playoffs. Makes a lot of sense, man. He's been balling. Aaron, you're at two. Top of the Chipotle division now. Must feel pretty nice. Backing up your championship pick. Yeah, it feels great. This week was so pivotal because if you look at Anthony's schedule and you look at my schedule, it's uh, pretty easy sailing for Anthony for the rest of the year. Outside of Tim, I would say Tim does have a shot at knocking off Anthony, but he gets the rest of our Chipotle division. Much Ugh, like I must be nice. That's what I'd say. Must be nice to play those clowns twice. Can't relate. Much like I do, but I play Steven in week 14. So that will very well, I think, decide who wins our division. Uh, and I'm hoping that Tim can pull off the win against Anthony because I think that's the only shot he has at uh, losing again. I'll do my best. All right. Well, that was your power rankings. Lots of movement this week, baby. We love to see it. 
uh, yeah, we'll probably post on our social media those updated power rankings. Go check those out. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go make some cash. The This League Guarantee. Money, 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 money. Money. Okay, last week, listen, listen. Two out of four, okay, 50%. If you put down 50% of your money, that means you only lost half of it. So we're technically still in the green. I mean, if you take into account those other two weeks where you put 100% of your money down, you know, so we're still rolling. We're still rolling, baby. checks out. And we're going to get off the schneid this week. I know we are, all right? We're pulling our best Clayton impersonation here, and we're about to jump off this losing streak. Three bets for you. Three guarantees from the This League podcast. Aaron, I'm going to start with you. We're betting on real football here. What is your guarantee? Well, I think this will probably mark the third straight week in a row we've had a bet revolving around the Bears, and we're just going to keep riding. They're fun. Justin Fields' coattails, man. Uh, I'm going Bears plus three and a half at the Falcons. I think it's a really nice spot for Justin Fields to just continue his dominance on offense. And if this game does go in favor of the Falcons, I just don't see the Falcons blowing the Bears out because I think the Justin Fields has got something rolling here. It's real. And he's going to be able to keep up with booty cheeks Mariota uh, throwing <laughs> just absolute empty targets to Kyle Pitts. We got a new nickname. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't even mean to press that. Booty Cheeks yeah. Mariota. Booty Cheeks Mariota all the way. So, uh, yeah, I could. I don't think I could envision the Bears losing by more than a field goal if they even lose. Yeah. So, coughing in this one. And the Falcons kind of got clowned by the Panthers last week. I know it was sure on Thursday did. night, so everybody forgot. But they got, they got beat by a bad Panther team. So, I dig that. I'll go next. Um, I know it's dangerous to bet on your home team. There's a lot of emotion. A lot of allegiances there. But ladies and gentlemen, the Eagles are no longer undefeated. Now, you could argue, hey, coming off the loss, they're looking to prove a point, blah, blah, blah. But I think the Jeff Saturday effect is real. The Eagles are traveling to Indianapolis where the Colts are currently plus seven, and I love it. I love it. Absolutely not saying the Colts are going to win this game, but is it going to be close? Absolutely. That building's going to be rocking. Indianapolis loves Jeff Saturday. The city does. It's going to be popping. Jim Irsay is going to be there watching from the rafters. I don't know why that matters, but that's going to probably be happening. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you one thing, Chris. He's not going to be making sausage. Yeah, amen. He doesn't know how to do that. Um, the Colts have only lost by more than seven points once this year. That's when we got freaking blanked by the Jags. So we don't want to talk about that. Um but yeah, so I like the Colts plus seven. I know it's scary. The Eagles are good, but You're I talking me into it. Yeah, but I genuinely think that bump at home, the crowd's going to be rocking. Jeff Saturday's yeah. going to be loving it. Matt Ryan's back. We should probably mention that too. Um, yeah, I, I like it a lot. Colts plus seven. Let's do this. You're living a little dangerous there, Chris. G to G to Danger Witch here recently. He's spicy. Honestly, if it was like. Plus five and a half, plus six. I probably wouldn't do it, but like, give me a touchdown. Yeah, I'll take it. 
Don't hate it. Don't hate it. I think, you know, Lucas Oil is one of those stadiums where you can get a true home field advantage. Like that place, when, when, the, when the Indianapolis crowd gets rocking, like it's, it's like none other that I've been to in person. I know there's some better ones, but like it, it's a serious home field advantage. So, Aaron, you're going I to will, that game, right? I will be there. Nice. Good seats. Scream loud. Don't know where the seats are, but, you know, I'll be there and I'll be screaming. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Go Jonathan Taylor. JT, baby. Michael uh, Pittman. Yep, yep, yep. I will I'll jump in here. I'll wrap up the this league guarantee for us this week. And that's gonna be with the Tennessee Titans plus three and a half at the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Okay. Thursday night now, action. So, you know, we're talking, you know, Packers hot off a home dub against the Cowboys. Titans, you know, they they lost to the Broncos this week, right? Didn't they lose like 17-10? Yep. Uh, yeah. They won. They actually won. Or did they win? Yeah, okay, Titans I know it was low scoring. My bad. My bad. Didn't have it in front of me. Anyway, Titans looking to stay hot. Packers, the injuries on defense are piling up. Two weeks ago, it was Rashawn Gary out for the year. This week, Devondre Campbell, arguably the best defensive piece this year. Um, he's out, he's already been ruled out for the week, so that's their number one linebacker tackle leader out for the week. I just think this is a Derrick Henry game where they just challenge the Packers and say, "Hey, try and stop us!" And they're like, "We're playing our practice squad guys. Like, give us a break. We don't have <laughs> it's anybody be cold left." Too. So, you know, Ryan Tannehill came back from the injury. He looked good. You know, so I think the offense is in a, in a good getting in a good groove and this is a this is a derrick henry game give me the points even on the road against the packers christian watson was the only reason they were in that game i'd love yeah maybe he could do it again but i don't think he's going to do another four for 107 and three touchdowns but who knows but that's going to be the titans rounding us out for the for the parlay you didn't even mention my favorite part of that matchup is mike Vrabel. he's not like no he's not going to lose this game no way. It's cold. Guys, Derek guys Henry. Are going. Green Bay is going to be riding high. Mike Vrabel is going to come down and just ruin your party. He's that kind of guy. As a Colts fan, he does it all the time. <laughs> there you go. That is your This League Guarantee. Parlay them plus 567 this week. Colts plus 7. Titans plus 3. Bears plus 3.5. We guarantee it. Let's go on to the Week 11 preview. Broncos country. Let's ride. Hey, hey, bye, 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 bye. Okay, thanks, guys. We'll get it done one week. We'll get it done one week. Bye weeks. We welcome back your Baltimore Ravens, the Cincinnati Benjis. They're coming back. They're playing football this weekend. Sorry, Emily. No more Tim. New England Patriots and New York Jets are coming back this week. We say goodbye to the high-powered flying Miami Dolphins. Seattle Seahawks, Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you don't know yet, this is a big week for this reason. After week 11, there are only three games left until the playoffs. It is time to put up or shut up from Pickums last week. Both Aaron and I went three and two. Tim did not go three and two. He went two and three. Aaron had remains with a one game lead in the pick'em standings as we head into week eleven. And I will just let the cat out of the bag. There's only one matchup 
where any of us differ this week. <laughs> it is very like you could argue chalk. You could argue chalk. There's one where we don't where we don't match up, and we will get into that. Let's start at the top. It's your boy Chris and Team Fairlife coming to this one at five and five, taking on Clayton. He's on a win. Well, he's not on a win streak. He has won a game recently at two and eight in the Red Rocket. Indeed, he has. That is nine in the power rankings. Clayton coming in, not Chris, ten, not ten. First time in a first first time, long time. Um, in this one, this is the week. You know, can Chris stay competitive, or is this the beginning of the downward trend to where he falls out of the playoff matchup? We shall see. <laughs> Clayton looks to stay hot. Okay, that was a brain fart. We're going to we're going to Chris's side of the ball. We're going to Chris's side of the ball. Let's Matt Ryan it. is back. The Colts are back. Vibes are high. We've been touching on it. And so is Michael Pittman's fantasy relevant. You had to be worried with Ellinger. He just didn't look like he was going to be able to get Pittman the ball. So now that you have Ryan back, at least at least the 10, 12 point floor is there. Tony, Kadarius Tony getting involved. And the fact that the Chiefs are extremely banged up. Don't have the practice report in front of me, but Juju got the concussion last week. Um, you know, CEH has been schemed out of the offense, it seems. So, Tony, you know, I think we might have already given him the eyeball emoji this year, but he, he's definitely he's definitely in there. The one downside, you know, I don't, I don't think we've talked about this one yet. Uh, Gabe Davis in the Snow Bowl. The Buffalo Bills home against Cleveland Browns currently projected anywhere from three to six feet of snow that's nothing i said feet not inches oh <laughs> so i think devin singletary is only like five foot seven so imagine like devin singletary trying to like push through you, you can't even see him he's covered in snow um, so don't necessarily like that matchup for him hawkinson has got a tough one against a very solid dallas defense but the vikings remain Intent to get him the ball. Nice to get Ramondre back off of bye. Yes, sir. On Clayton's side of things. Do you think I was going to gloss over that? What? You think I was going to gloss over the fact that Justin freaking Fields uh-huh. is in the starting lineup on a week where Josh Allen is not on bye? Can we get an official statement, please? Uh, Listen, whenever... A horse is in the stable, and he's raring to go, and he's been outperforming. You don't just leave him in the stable, all right? There's times where he'll run faster. Your horses have good days. They have bad days, all right? Josh Allen is obviously the stallion, the purebred, the winner, the championship winner, but he's just taking a little break. Let the young guy go out there, have a good time, honestly playing against the Falcons. Yeah, you're going to play anybody in that matchup. He's been awesome. I'm staying in the flames. I don't hate it. Justin Fields has been that guy. Um, so big, big eyes on the lineup this week. On the other side, Clayton, he gets his quarterback, Joe Burrow, back off of bye. Damian Pierce is good. That's about it. I mean, the guys performed last week, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, can Nico Collins maybe have a take the next step towards a breakout? Uh, can Drake London find any consistency against a tough Chicago defense right now rocking two tight ends and Terrence, Kevin, Kelvin, Benjamin Marshall 
himself, <laughs> the thick Panthers wide receiver. He is tall and um, thick. <laughs> was it one Popeye's biscuit away from an offensive lineman? From a tight end, the, I thought. From the Booger McFarland days? Oh, yeah. Biscuit. <laughs> so the, the lineup does not instill confidence. You know, they, they did it last week. I'd be curious, do you take a dart throw on Nick Westbrook Akine? who had 29 points with Tannehill coming back off of his injury. Maybe there's something to be said there. Um, you could start you him know, over he, Knox, I think. I, I think so, too. You know, you, you're missing you're missing Jeff Wilson. He's on by. You're missing Zay Jones. He's on by, which is something I didn't think I'd say. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> Julio Jones on by. So a couple guys on by, but you still got a couple options that maybe we're sitting here liking. Um but yeah, that's about it. Uh, I'm going to take Chris in this one, who's just somehow stumbling his way into victory. Uh, boop de doop boop boop. <laughs> what about you guys? We got. Uh, I'm taking myself as well. Uh, I think Jeff Wilson, honestly, for Clayton's going to be a big miss. Um, obviously, you don't love trading away Christian McCaffrey, but Jeff Wilson's looking good uh, since he's gotten to Miami. So him being out is a big, big hit for a roster like Clayton. So I think I take advantage of that and I move on to six and five somehow. And I've got Chris as well. I think he's just got matchups all over the board here, most notably Justin Fields, as we've already mentioned plenty, where I think he just has too much for Clayton to overcome. So I'm going to go with Chris as well. All right. That's the one clean sweep. We continue the hunt for where we disagree. Is it this next matchup? Eh, Probably not. But we'll throw it over to Aaron anyways. We have Zach and uh, Brees Lightning. Coming in this one at two and eight, taking on the number one in the power rankings, his new title, Steven and Mount Passport at seven and three. This is a matchup of 10 v one in the power rankings, isn't it? It sure is. And Sleepbird has Steven currently with a 68% chance of victory, Make, which makes sense. Sounds, sounds right. Sounds about right <laughs> for what they're both rolling out there. Can Zach play spoiler this week and create some chaos? Fun fact, not a single team in the league currently is mathematically out of the playoffs yet. But there's the answer to that. Yeah. (laughs) The answer is an emphatic no, though. Uh, Zach will not play spoiler. He will get to two and nine and at that point be officially eliminated from playoff contention. If we assume all of the results are going to pan out the way we think, Mark Andrews possibly will be back for this one, but the horses just really aren't there for him to keep up. As for Steven, he's going to have pretty much a full-strength lineup for himself. It won't be close. He gets Chubb back, going to be ready to deploy him. Cook is coming off a great game. You love having Stephon Diggs, and A.J. Brown is in the lineup too. He has a questionable tag, though, so... Hopefully he's okay and plays. And then you've got the double-decker tight end stacker. Double. <laughs> <laughs> the double-decker tight end stacker. It sounds like a burger. I know. Yep. Get your order at a local Wendy's near you. Dalton Schultz, George Kittle, putting him in the lineup. He's pulling a me from back in the day. Love to see <laughs> that. And even with some questions at QB, we've already talked about this. I think Steven just across the board, even with Leonard Fournette not uh, really performing the way you want him to or expect him to. He's just got all the makings of a, of a championship run, and I don't think he'll be stopped in this one. So I think Steven wins convincingly. Yeah, it's, I agree. 
It's it's tough to think of a first place team in the power rankings with a double decker tight end stacker. <laughs> with, the, with George Kittle, Dalton Schultz, typically teams with that is like you're not, you know, you're not doing that well if you got to put two tight ends. But he is missing Leonard Fournette, like you mentioned. He is missing the wide receiver seven, Christian Kirk, this week. Um, Still don't believe it. Yeah, I know. I think there should be a two behind that or something. Um, but yeah, which quarterback is he starting this week? He's he's going to roll out Justin Herbert with no weapons. So we'll see how that does. But uh, I'm also going Steven. Don't play yourself. Don't kid yourself. I'm going Steven as well. Continues his march, continues his hunt of stretch going for that number one seed and or number two seed and the bye in the playoffs. Let's get on to our next matchup. It's a big one. Of course, we have Tim in the mix and administration coming into this one at five and five, taking on stretch. A new stretch, a new day stretch at eight and two, and Super Camario. Um, and this is the next leg of the Tim Gauntlet, right? I mean, Hayden has been doing him a lot of favors. Like, flashback three weeks ago, we say that Hayden, he's looking good. Debo Samuel, Derrick Henry, Travis Etienne, Jalen, or yeah, Jalen Waddle. It's like, he's, yeah, he's best for the playoffs. Partner that with me training away Saquon. Hayden walks in, right? All of a sudden, Hayden's three and seven, and I'm five and five. Tim also at five and five. <laughs> but it's like Hayden is just deciding not to put any heat on Tim at all. He's going to keep taking L's, but as long as Hayden keeps taking L's, no worries there. Um, Sleeper giving Tim a 58% chance of victory. And in Hayden's defense, I feel like that is a little high. Or, sorry, not Hayden. Sorry, Stretch. I was like, what am I looking at here? Um, I feel like that is a little high for Tim at 58% to Stretch's 42%. Um, Tim losing DK Metcalf on by and Darren Waller just being a bitch still. And then Stretch is losing Ken Walker and Mike Evans. So you definitely have some bye week conundrums there. Um, but Tim, the first opportunity to tee off on the post-injury Super Camario. So enter Trey McBride in Arizona in for Zach Ertz. That's quite the risky play, but hey, we'll see how it happens. First tight end taken in the draft, so this is your chance, young man. And we also get to play Garrett Wilson this week, which isn't terrible, but also seeing Cortland Sutton entering the lineup due to buys, it's just not what you want to see for stretch. But on the bright side, though, I mean, let's look at these matchups. Kamara gets the Rams. David Montgomery gets Atlanta with no Khalil Herbert. And Cortland Sutton gets the Raiders, so you like those. So let's go over to Tim, right? Once again, so close to that ideal lineup, right? Brandon Ayuk, we gave him crap for benching him last week. He goes out, puts up 11. This isn't terrible, not great, not bad, but it's like, hey, I'm your guy, man. Put me in that lineup. He Would have won me the week last week. Oh, that's true. Ooh, man. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk, stay on your bench. Just come on, bro. But he gets his shot. Faith in him. He gets his shot. DK Metcalf on by Josh Palmer playing KC. So I think that's maybe the big lineup decision for Tim here. You go Ayuk, who's been consistent, or you maybe go for the ceiling play with Palmer. Again, playing a weakened stretch team, you know, you might want to go with that safe pick with Ayuk. Um But let's 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 see this. Let's do this. Aaron, let's play a game. Outside of Ayuk and Greg D, 
I don't really like any matchup of Tim's. So Aaron, I'm going to give you a player and a matchup and you tell me if you love it or don't love it. Are you ready? I am ready. Jalen Hurts against the Colts. Uh, Love it. Really? See, I don't love it. I don't love it. Colts have been pretty uh-huh. good against quarterbacks. But let's get into the other ones. Aaron Jones against the Titans. Uh, I don't love it. You don't love it. Jonathan Taylor against the Eagles. Yeah, I don't, don't love, love it. That. You don't love it. DeAndre love Hopkins that. against the Niners. Do not love that you one. You don't love it. DeAndre Swift against the Giants. And at New York, they've yeah. been playing well. You don't love it. Joe Mixon at Pittsburgh. TJ Watt back. You don't love it, right? Don't, so, like, don't love that a lot of matchups for Tim, you just don't love. But to me, that is not enough to pick against him. You named all those players. Yeah, they have bad matchups, but they're studs at the end of the day. When you're going up against a Garrett Wilson and a Devonta Smith, big Devonta Smith guy, but not when he's on the injury report, going to Indy. Um, I just, I think that I don't think that's enough for Tim, but I stand by my point that 58% is really high for sleeper. I feel like I think the game will be closer than that, but I'm still picking Tim to send stretch on a two game losing streak one week after being at the top of the power rankings. Yeah, I think, uh, if I'm remembering correctly and let me make sure that I did. Yes. I am also picking Tim in this matchup. And I think, uh, he's just got some guys that are just going to produce. I'm such a big fan of Jalen Hurts. I just think he's matchup proof. And, you know, maybe the Colts, you know, the Eagles being on the road, they're going to Colt, go Colts. Kind of have that, yeah, energy of their first home game with Jeff Saturday. and Maybe they show out a little bit more than I anticipate them doing so. But his running is just so hard to account for. And uh, they're going to tote the rock with Jonathan Taylor. So I love seeing that. And then Joe Mixon having a lot of uh, confidence coming off that five touchdown game. I think they're just going to tote the rock with him even more. The one question I do have though, for Tim, and I'm actually uh, curious to get your take on this directly, Tim is Deandre Swift, a lock for your lineup at this point, or are you maybe taking a look at Pacheco or a Palmer because he's just really not been super consistent and we don't still know like what his role is. As we sit here today, he's a lock. Um, and you know, for me, it goes back to just looking at the beginning of the season. Um, he, you know, the last couple of games, his total touches, his last three games were 10, six and nine, which you don't love to see. Um, but he's a guy that's proven over time that he can do it on less than 10 touches. You know, he, he gets, he gets a lot of touchdowns. He gets a lot of catches and he breaks a lot of long runs. So his explosive ability is not something I'm willing to put on the bench. He's kind of like Saquon light, right? He's a threat to take a 99 yard rush up the middle to the house. Like he's just got that in him. And until I see, you know, Pacheco get some red zone opportunities or, or, uh, you know, Palmer's just been kind of that inconsistent, you know, higher ceiling, but also the floor is really low. As I sit here today, the answer is yes. Uh, I, I got a little faith in Swift. He's got to be a lineup lock for me. Gotcha. All right. No, that's a good question. But, he, yeah. Yeah. 
he's the big name that's like he should be a staple, but be pretty nice if he could turn it around and get 12 touches a game. I would be happy with that, but I'm taking myself as well. For me, it's Jonathan Taylor, uh, number one running back last week. The Eagles defense has been absolute garbage against the run since Jordan Davis went down two weeks ago. Um, That's why you love it. (laughs) They can't stop anybody on the run. So if the Colts are going to, you know, they're going to hit this, get this league guarantee plus seven, they're going to run Jonathan Taylor 25 times again. And I'm expecting a big game and hoping for a big game from Johnny T. All right. Quick fact about that um, thing you just mentioned with Jordan Davis. The yards per carry when he was in the starting lineup for the defense was, I think, less than three yards a carry. It's now at five yards a carry. Sheesh. Difference maker. I'm going to just drop in knowledge here on a Wednesday evening. All right, let's move on to our next matchup. We got Don and Team Don Perignon coming into this one at four and six, taking on an Anthony team off a heartbreaking loss last week, hoping to keep pace with Aaron at the top of the Chipotle division at seven and three. Guys, this game sneakily, I think, has a lot of implications. Um, Hayden and Tim, I think, would. Just absolutely love to see a Don loss here in this spot. Yes, please. Don's going to Don... mess around and <laughs> fall into the playoffs. You watch. Yeah, it's just he's he's like that just nagging, like, right. I don't know, pooch that just keeps, like, biting barking. at your ankle, you know, or just, yeah, barking at you, and it just won't go away. Um, but if he loses this week and other things happen, I think it would just – make his playoff chances a lot less sleeper says Anthony has a 66% chance of victory. And, you know, I believe it, but I do have some questions. I mean, Lamar Jackson, sure. He's back for Anthony welcomes him with open arms. And I think will be a difference maker like he has been all season, but then we got to talk about what we saw on Sunday night football with CMC now being in basically a committee. Um, how does he fare in games where Eliza Mitchell is the hot hand and they're in the lead? Um, because I think CMC's value is going to really come in the passing game. And I don't know if every game script is going to be uh, negative because the 49ers are pretty good. Um, Justin Jefferson was limited in practice today, which was a surprise question tag. Um, and then Keenan Allen is in his starting lineup right now, but he also is not a lock to play either. Um, and then Anthony, he needs Cordero to be his normal self, which isn't a guarantee. I mean, we just saw that he only put up what three points against the Panthers. Uh, so that's not great. Um, and then if you look at Don's, uh, team, you know, he's got some guys that have decent matchups as well. Uh, Tony Pollard, if Zeke is limited in any way, could still get, a majority of the volume. Uh, Terry McLaurin coming off a good game uh, on Monday Night Football against the Eagles, going to go up against Houston, which has a decent passing defense. I'll give it to them there, but that seems to be Taylor Heineke's go-to guy. Uh, Antonio Gibson against the Houston defense, uh, run defense, that's yeah, going to be kind of kind of juicy there, especially around the goal line. Um, so I, I think, you know, Anthony, or Don, rather, he's putting out a lineup that 
if things bounce a certain way, he could be in this a little bit closer than what Sleeper's even projecting. So I'm still taking Anthony, though, just because there's a lot of difference makers for him that I think just are going to show out week in and week out, namely Kelsey, Justin Jefferson, and CD looks like a dog after last week. I mean, looked like Dak Prescott only had eyes for him. So I'm going to take Anthony, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer than we think. I agree uh, with everything you said. I think props to Don for setting his best lineup of the year, maybe this year. Um, the guys are look, looking pretty solid, and if Zeke doesn't play, add 10 points to uh, Pollard's expectation right off the bat. But I'm going to take Anthony. I think uh, you know, Lamar Jackson, Carolina, home versus Carolina, that's that's a 30-point game. Elijah Mitchell, the the – 49ers backfield split Elijah Mitchell and CMC gives me a little pause, but I think they're paying him so much money that this is a game where we might see Elijah Mitchell run, you know, between the twenties and then give CMC the touchdown catches and runs. So not super worried about that. Um, yeah. And CD lambs in the plus plus matchup. So I'm, I'm taking Anthony. I, I'm really leaning on him hard. I would love, love to see a dub here over Don. Guys, I just some people like to watch the world burn. This is this is the matchup where we differ. I'm taking Don here. Um I'm not saying it makes sense. <laughs> I absolutely think a lot of obviously Anthony has the better pieces, arguably the better matchups, but just I think Zeke sits out another week. He's limited. There are no use to rush him back. I think he sits out another week, so that's Tony Pollard's season. Antonio Gibson's gonna eat the Texans alive, I think. And then, like, like kind of what Aaron said, a couple things bounce his way. Um, you know, Cordero Patterson hasn't been looking great. Again, not saying it makes sense. May or may not be doing it just so we can have a difference in the pick somewhere. Because, like I said, we had all chalk everywhere else. But if Don wins this game and gets to five wins, like, Hayden, Hayden's not the one you got to worry about, Tim, and your I'll gauntlet. Be <laughs> I'll be sweating. Don out of nowhere. So that's two two for Anthony and one for Don. Ladies and gentlemen, that leaves us with one matchup to go, and you know what that means. It is our matchup to watch. And Aaron related to it earlier. I agree. Welcome in to a win or go home match up for Hayden and Country Road Take Mahomes. I'm on the train. Aaron's on the train. Tim, you on this train as well? I think so. Three and seven right now. If Don somehow pulls off the upset and gets to gets to five, that would probably be the biggest hit for Hayden right now. But if Tim wins, which is a possibility, if I win, which is likely that's not good, especially if he loses this game. If you go to three and eight and you have one or two teams at five wins or six wins, it's over, man. And it sucks that you have to play the current top placed team in the Chipotle division, of course, and Aaron and let Russ Cook. Sleeper currently giving Aaron a 59% chance of victory. And of course, the first thing you see in this matchup, both squads are missing their nitro-fueled Miami wide receivers. Tyreek Hill out for Aaron and let Russ cook. 
Jalen Waddle out for Country Roads Take Mahomes. So you scratch that, take it off the board. Let's see where that depth lies, boys and girls. Let's see who's got that depth, and I think we know who the right answer uh, to that question is. Lockett is also out for Aaron, but then Travis Etienne is out for Hayden. So we definitely have some some bye weeks that are kind of offsetting each other, I think. But honestly, I think you could really end this conversation at Aaron's running back matchups. Austin Eckler against the Chiefs. Like, Austin Eckler's not going to get 35 carries. The Chiefs are going to put up points. Herbert has no weapons. Dump off, dump off, dump off, dump off, dump off, dump off, dump off. Austin Eckler's going to score 30 this week. Mark it. And then we have Saquon Barkley against the Detroit Lions. I mean, you're already going to run against the Lions. Saquon's already (laughs) the whole Giants offense. Like, yeah, you can really say that. I, I, I would not be surprised if between the two of them, they put up over 60, 65 points. Like, I would... I would not be shocked at all. So you could arguably end the conversation there, but we'll keep going. Don't really love the matchups elsewhere uh, for for Aaron. I mean, Devontae Adams against the Broncos, um, you know, Amon Ra against the Giants. You don't love those, but can we just take a second to laugh? Not maybe not laugh. Uh, console. I don't know what the right word is. Aaron's tight end situation. Remember when he had Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Kyle Pitts. Goodness, somebody get these tight ends away from me. Aaron said, because he was just so rich. Now in his lineup is Foster Moreau. Tied in from the Raiders. Imagine a a world where you're starting Foster Moreau over Kyle Pitts. But that is where we are as Aaron. It's just just pain. Yeah. Because with Foster Moreau, at least I have a chance at 10 points. I mean, if it, with Kyle Pitts, it's a lottery ticket. Yeah. I mean, yeah, at this point, you're playing somebody like Hayden who you should beat. Don't need to shoot for the stars. Get somebody that's just not going to kill you. So that makes sense to me. Um, for Hayden, of course, kind of with me and like the whole Josh Allen and when I had Saquon, that was fun. But for Hayden, when you have Patrick Mahomes and Derrick Henry, uh, you can win any week. Those guys have the ability to just drop a nuke and win you a week. Here's a question for you guys. Where are we with Debo Samuel? Um, the last three games, he's put up seven points. He's missed a game, and then he's put nine points. He's only put up twenty points once this year. Is he a like a is he a shaken in your boots kind of guy? Like you see him on the other team, and you're like, crap, I got to play Debo this week. Or is he just kind of a dude now? Like, what's your guys' view of him? I th- I think in the actual NFL, he has that effect, and I. Don't want to go against him, but in fantasy right now, I'm. He doesn't really bother me, just because adding CMC just again mm-hmm. gives another mouth to feed in San Francisco, and I feel like he's largely taking away a lot of those dump down passes and some of those like, you know, carries out of the backfield that Debo would otherwise get, and I think it's just limiting his touches, and so he's really talented. But unfortunately, just the way that Jimmy Garoppolo plays the game of football and it's not going to air it up downfield and all the screens and some of the stuff that usually went to him is going to CMC now. I just I don't see it getting and better. I, also, Ayuk has really taken the yeah. next step as a receiver. Yeah. So another receiver's hands to feed. So I, I think I agree. You know, in the NFL, nobody wants to have to try and tackle Debo in space. He's that guy. 
he's sneaky old. He's 26 going on 27. Um, he's currently here. the wide receiver 30. Yeah, I was going to say uh, his first year in the league, wide receiver 32. Second year, 96 with injuries. Last year, wide receiver three. Sheesh. And then this year, 30. So last year is the anomaly so far. The consistency is just not there. Um, you know, I, I don't know how to, I don't know the answer to that right now. Still coming back from his most recent injury. We'll, we'll see, but a lot of mouths to feed in uh, San Fran. Yeah, I'm just saying he he's really taken a a, a a decline in my mind when it comes to you know just looking at a team it's initially. Solid teardrop, right? Looking at a team initially, who I got to worry about? Who are the good guys? I used to look as Debo as like crap. You know, I got a top ten receiver potentially playing against me this week. I'm looking at him as like a strong two. Maybe now, you know, like he has a potential to blow up any week, but he hasn't been doing it recently. So just a he's a big name. Just kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion on him. Uh, So Hayden is not exactly chasing points this week, but he's not not chasing points either. You got Christian Watson in there coming off a big three touchdown performance. Allen Robinson, no more Cooper Cup. All of those beautiful targets have to go somewhere. Throw him out there, see what happens. And you got Cole Komet. Two back-to-back, two touchdown games. Maybe not so much chasing the points. I mean, you you know, you have like a Pat Fryermuth and a Hayden Hurst, so I understand that when you're going up against that team like Aaron. That totally makes sense. Um, but on the back of that, I'm going with Aaron. Um, you don't really like Kirk Cousins against Dallas. Actually, I kind of hate that. You got that or Russell Wilson against the Raiders. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than that, I think Aaron – with those running backs, you could potentially see the highest point total by a running back core ever. Like, I'm not even kidding. This is going to be a slaughter just from the running back perspective. And I think he knocks Hayden out of the playoff contention. Yep, I'm right there with you. Story starts and ends with the running backs on Aaron's side, and that's why I'm taking them. I've got me as well. I think, yeah, don't like Kirk Cousins against Dallas, but I just am hoping for – 15 points honestly out of him because i think our running backs and uh the receivers will take care of the rest kurt thuggins am i right let russ cook let <laughs> russ cook i'm i'm russ cook. i'm thinking about it, it let russ cook me, is the guy that the health department came in and gave him an f shut his restaurant down oh god and he's just been living out on the streets and then now he finds himself at a griddle at mcdonald's and he's got spatula <laughs> in his hand it's shaking He's like, can I flip it? And we're going to find out this week. Yeah. What a story. I like that. I'm about to run that one back. All right. It's past midnight. It's late. I know. That was your week 11 preview. Let's get everybody out of here. Broncos country. Let's ride. www.thisleaguepod.com is where you can go for up-to-the-second scores, waiver moves, trades, manager profiles, all that fun stuff. Go learn a little bit about us, see what we look like. Go pick your favorite team. And as always, comment, share, subscribe. Give us Time a good out. rating. What's up? Time out. Do I have a, do I have a drop yet? Oh, that's right. Uh, one last Don't thing. Don't forget. Commissioner, league commissioner announcement for everybody keeping track at home and for all the members of this league the trade deadline is upon us the oh, trade baby. deadline is 
next week. Trades must be in, accepted before the kickoff of the Thursday night game, the yes, week of sir. the trade deadline. It is coming up fast. Get your trades in. You going for it? You bailing out? Hayden, what are we doing? <laughs> Time to decide. Yes, trade deadline coming up. And uh, on that like button, before I forget, you should pound that like button like you're going to pound trade requests out to the rest of the league. I know you're going to do it. Just start sending them out. And for every time you do it, just hit the like button. Yeah, I've got nothing better to say than that right there. Let's do some trades. Amen. All right, boys. Man, week 11. Can you believe it? It's unbelievable. But we're here for every step of the ride. We love you guys. My name is Chris. We love you. Goodbye. Peace. Go on, get. Song on so many different dials Cause I got more fucking hits than a disciplined child So when they see me, everybody barack, barack Man, I'm like a young gun, fully black, barack I cry teardrops over the massive attack I only make hits like I work with a racket and back